0: What?
1: So what you gonna do about that, Main Event? I'm gonna turn this mother out. It's now time for Kentucky Anna's number one sports show, The Main Event Sports Show, with your host, Haven Harrington, the Green Eye Bandit himself, Rashawn Myers, our producer, Jay Hess. You can catch The Main Event Sports Show on Stitcher.com. ITunes.com. You can also follow us on Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Sports Radio and on Twitter at Me Sports. It's now time for your number one sports show. I gave you the Main Event! 104.7 thinking-
2: is WLUNF Film, the home of the Tom Joyner Morning Show. It is time for your number one sports show. Main event: Haven Harrington and Rashawn Myers. Welcome back home to man. the Rock. is cooking.
1: What's going on? Wow, Jay y'all look Harris? man, y'all look so exhausted. Man, we, we know we are tired. Man, we are tired. Man, we uh, had a great time down in Atlanta for the the Chick fil A Kickoff Classic between the University of Louisville and the Auburn Tigers. Well, actually, right now, it's like the Auburn Paper Tigers and the Beak Without Teeth uh, were battling out for the Chick-fil-A bowl because both those teams, I'm going to jump into it. Auburn looked horrible today. They looked horrible. They they should have gotten beat by Jacksonville State. Wow. I mean, they looked horrible. I mean, just Jeremy Johnson was a whore. I mean, he's, he's, he's bad. Auburn's going to have to do, if they're, if they're going to compete in SEC East, like everybody said, be they're supposed SEC to compete. West, Excuse probably. me, SEC West. Then they're going to have to step their game up a lot. When I say a lot, I mean a lot.
2: Well, Haven, there's a two part question of this: uh, Louisville's uh, first uh, defeat and their second defeat. They got a third defeat with a recruit for
1: 2016. The quarterback, oh Tyler Olden? Uh You know Tyler wasn't going. I mean once Jawan Pass, I committed. Tyler has pretty much had had one foot out the door anyway. So that that's not a big deal. What's a big deal is that this is the first time the University of Louisville has started 0-2 since 1998, since wow. John L. Smith's first year. The first time they started 0-2 and they're about to start 0-3. Well, yeah. Because this team, they have deficiencies in, in question marks. I'm not talking about just quarterback play. I'm talking about coaching as well. Global wow. coaching. Okay. Bobby okay. Petrino. All
3: right. Well, well, first of all, we're not going to turn this into the UFL football slam fest. Okay? I, I'm not no, – so,
1: no, so, no, 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 let me finish. Let me finish. You're putting the cart in, no, in front see, of the horse. No, because you right no, didn't let me finish. See, I was building up this. I heard sentence.
3: you just say the team's going to start 0-3, so I would say that you pretty much made your decision on what's going to happen next Thursday is what I heard you say. Well, based so, on
1: and How am I rushing to decisions? Well, based on what we've seen so far, uh-huh. they're going to start 0-3. Unless unless something Herculean happens, and they turn this ship around quick. Turn this what around quick? The ship, yes. I use a Cragthorpe. <laughs> yes, that is a Cragthorpean uh, reference there because this is a Cragthorpean loss. This is this is like those losses we saw in the Cragthorpe years where you knew you had more t- talent than the team you're playing, but you just can't get from in front of you. You trip yourself up.
3: Uh, okay. And welcome into the Main Event Sports Show. A beautiful Saturday afternoon in Louisville, Kentucky. This is Rashawn Myers, the voice of reason, coming to you live from the palatial studios of WLOU 104.7 FM. And I'm going to take another take on this. This almost feels like the mad rapper and the other guy that talks to the mad rapper. You're playing the role of the mad rapper right now. So I'm going to be the voice of reason. I'm going to say this. You know what? Am I upset about the University of Louisville's loss today? Yes, Um, Am I upset that the defense seemed like they could not get a stop uh, down the stretch? Yes. Am I upset that Louisville seems to shoot themselves in the foot and have some very, very difficult um, instances where they make mistakes? Yes. Okay, but – I also see the promise. I see the positives. I see the fact that the University of Louisville has some guys that they can go and look to. I think that in both these games, what we saw was an inability for the coaching staff to make decisions in a timely manner. I think we saw players not step up and make plays when they needed to, and I saw some mistakes that, like the kick return, 102-yard kick return, where it seemed like the player was hit at the 10-yard line It could have been down. Two guys. And uh, what ends up happening is guys relax, they lose gap responsibilities, and the runner ends up running around the edge going 102 yards for a touchdown. So I think that there are issues. But you make it seem as if versus Auburn, versus Houston, this Louisville game, the Louisville team was out of the game. I, I think that in both situations these are correctable mistakes that if they can tighten these things up. I don't think it's out of the question that Louisville could beat Clemson or whoever else is left on the schedule. I think that this is going to be a work in progress. We know this is a young team. We know that there is a lot of freshmen. Well, no, uh, you no, know, no, no We know no, it's no, a very no, tell me young no, tell me offensive no, line.
1: No, no, no. Let's. Let's rephrase, this is a young team. This is a young offensive team. Right. Defensively, they're very experienced. Well, and well, and uh, there's no uh, need. The, the, hold, there's hold, no need. Once you grab the lead twice. Hold, hold on. Well, they, they lost like guys on they're, defense. They're,
3: experience, they're experienced on the front line. Okay, you have D'Angelo Brown, the defensive tackle, who's a returner. You have Sheldon Rankins. You have Pio Vatuvi, who are experienced. Other than that... Chief Dan Brown has experience. Is, 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 has experience, but he's been injured the last two years. He has not played much. You experience. have, hold on, hold on, I'm getting there. And Burgess you also have, has you also have, uh, you have uh, Devontae Fields, who is a transfer. Has okay, experience. He started for uh, uh, TCU. but not This is the a university. new scheme, though. It's not, a new scheme. It's, it's a new scheme. I got my man Ray Rayvon coming in. Uh, I, I want to hear what he has to say. New and,
1: scheme, new scheme. Tackling is fundamental. Okay, tackling, but, tackling, but fundamental. But, but I think that what you see putting with this team is putting hands on somebody and bringing them down. And, and,
3: and Haven, we does take experience. Haven, we talked about this. We talked about the fact that this team, because they are young, um, it's going to take them some time. It's going to take them some time before they get going on all cylinders. But at you know, with that being the case, you should not lose to Houston
1: at home. This is a team out of the American Conference. So Haven, let me hear That's from you. what I have an issue with. Let me hear from you, Haven. I'm going to say this. This is team. Once you put Cal Bowling in the game. Yeah. He comes down and scores. Louisville takes the lead. Mm -hmm. The defense chokes away the lead almost immediately. Houston comes down like a hot knife through butter. Now the front seven of this team was supposed to be the strength of the team. Even with transfers with, uh, with Harvey Clemens who is, granted, he, he is a transfer. He's played a 3-4 scheme before. He has much experience playing a 3-4 scheme before. And he's did start at Georgia. Had significant playing time at Georgia before. So mm-hmm. he's familiar. Shat Wiggins, same thing. Played a 3-4 scheme before he transferred. Played significant minutes at Georgia mm-hmm. before he transferred. Uh, Chucky Williams has been in this system before. He's been here for several years. He knows what, what's going on. Reeve has been here for several years. He knows what's going on. So secondary, even though, yes, he did lose a lot of guys, these guys still have significant playing time and a lot of experience playing in this game. There's no reason that you have Houston guys running a wide open in the secondary just willy-nilly. Ray, right what do you guys say about that? Well,
4: football is the ultimate team game, and even though you have guys that have experience that come from other Programs and other colleges and other uh, junior colleges like Devontae Fields, when you get into the trenches with these other ten men, you have to get used to those other ten men. And I was at the game just like you guys were today, and it was awful to watch the tackling techniques. And this that's one thing that if you've watched football for the last few years, the art of tackling has been lost. There was one particular player, there was a guy from Houston who got the body, ran out, and a guy tried to tackle him, Just he tried to grab his shoulder pads, and it was the worst tackling attempt ever. They went on and got the first down. We couldn't get uh, off the field on third and long, yeah. third and short. Guys were running right up the middle on us. And like you said, our front seven was supposed to have been our strength, but they still had to learn to play with another and trust one another. In football, you have to trust the guy
3: next to you. And today they just look like they didn't trust one another. I, I absolutely agree with you, and I think that that on-field chemistry is something that I don't care how much experience <laughs> you have. How much experience do these guys have playing together? The answer is none. This <clears throat> I is disagree. Is what you mean? This is the I disagree. They disagree as, as a unit, how many got, as a unit, you have new players. Exactly as a unit, that's no excuse. The, 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 the thing about that's it's, no excuse no, it's not an excuse because when you have even a, a Charlie was Charlie Oh, shut up! up shut, shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Hold on! Hold on! You quit talking for a second. No, because the thing you have to do is you have to understand the defense. Defense. Eleven men have to work as one. Okay? If you don't know what Devontae's going to do, if you don't know if Devontae has your back, you don't know that if I gamble here, Devontae's going to have my back there. That's chemistry. It's that the, takes time. And Devontae okay, didn't
4: so, even get into camp
1: until late. So he's okay, still – you know what? You exactly. Know what, that that chemistry, what, that's enough, chemistry. Enough about that because these guys, most of these guys have played together for three years. How many of these guys have played together for three years? Five, five of 11 guys, which five. to me, by Reeve, my count – has been here for four years. Trevon Washington Hold has on, been here j- for j- years. Jemaine Reeves. Jemaine Reeves. Jemaine Yes, they all play Steph Curry. Hold on, but Charlie a, Strong ran these guys in and out. First of all, like Jemaine Reeves. Uh, he, he, he was hurt. He was year. hurt He was hurt, but he, he has hurt two years. He has played. His
3: career has been played group, by injury. This group, if this whole group was coming back and we had 11 guys returning starters or 10 guys returning starters, then I would say you have a point. No. But to me, no, it, when it, it you is,
1: have so many new guys, it's going to let me put it like this. They're still going to have to take their. tie no excuse. When you look at Alabama and they have seven returning starters, do you look at other guys like, you know what, Alabama 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 has all five-star players. What what
3: do you mean it doesn't doesn't matter? matter. How does that not matter?
1: Like you told me all the time, you told me recruiting
4: rankings don't matter. Okay, and
3: they have the best coach in college football.
4: Auburn has a lot of five-star players, too,
1: and (laughs) they're horrible. And and they don't look like... A lot of times, those those rankings don't mean a lot because... I'm talking about this group of players. Devontae Parker was a three-star recruit, so I mean, that just says something about... They have played together significant minutes already. Not this team. You had five starters. All the guys You have five there.
3: returning starters. That's Only it. Oh, five five return- ele- Hold on. Five of 11 guys are returning starters But, see, but So thing. how can you see, say see, I like, like basketball play
1: with your expertise. Sit down and know your role.
3: What?
1: Sit down and know your role. <laughs> this is football. Ah. This, is like, <laughs> this is my wheelhouse. Ah. The thing is, when you have those 11 guys, you may have five returning starters, but returning starters in football is not the same as basketball because in football, you sub guys all the time. You have guys for nickel packages. You have guys for this package. You have guys for that package. So all these guys have significant playing time. Really? High. So j- so, they, so, so they Jair Alexander.
3: Oh, on. On. So, so Jair Alexander, Duke Culver, Josh Harvey Clemens, Shaq Wiggins, uh, J- uh, J- uh, the, um, the Fields, uh, as well as Keith Brown, who's coming off injury. Even though none of those guys played, that doesn't matter. They should be able to come out there and be a well-known player machine. Keith Brown played
1: team. his entire freshman year and sophomore year here at the University of Louisville because he was one what of does that have Strong's to do first with, with, Let me finish. What, what does that have to do with the team under Ty Grantham? Fields was a, um, was a Big 12 player of the year, so he has good What does that have to do with playing at, uh, under Ty, Ty Grantham? Let me finish. What does that have to do with playing let under Grantham? Let me finish. Josh Harvey Clemens, Shaq Wiggins played underneath Grantham, played underneath the exact same system. At Georgia. With these players? And they play yes. well, though. Because they, 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 really, all these yes. players were at because, Georgia with them, really. Because all these guys practice really? over the All fall. these guys were at Georgia with them? They practice over the fall wow. and the summer together. So they, they know each other. They practice over the they, fall they asked, and the summer together.
3: did you hear this? Chemistry is no longer important in football. No, no chemistry they, is no, important in every They sport have chemistry. Wow. But they don't have we it. I, I didn't know they had on-field no. chemistry. They have
1: chemistry, but they don't have his heart. Really? That's the difference. Look at what they tackle. They're not tackling with the same ferocity they did last year. Last year, you know why? Because there's different personnel from last
4: uh, year. You have a lot of guys. Sam Sam will make a lot of big tackles. Lorenzo Molden makes a lot of big tackles. Lorenzo Molden makes a leader of the
1: defense. Now, remember last year, we talked about. Now, this year, you talk about these guys who have played together before. We don't know about the chemistry. Last year was Sample's first year playing because he was a transfer. Last year was Holloman's first year playing as well. That's the first year started.
3: Of 11 starters back. a first-year starter. Yeah, two safeties, and that was it. Everybody else had played together before, but, and, but yet but, that doesn't matter. But, no, like I said. That, that You don't think that had anything to do with the fact playing, you, you had nine? Hold on. You had nine of 11 starters back. No, but, so, so, you're telling me that does, that does playing was not together, important.
1: What does playing together have to do with you hitting your man one-on-one in open space and getting him down the ground? Nothing. Well, I, I'll agree Nothing. with that. I'll agree with that, too. The lack of What, tackling, is that, what uh, does that have to do with your, you? know what? You the the tackling team, was You played 3-4 defense. It was abominable. It was You played 3-4 defense. If you cannot read your gap and no responsibilities, then you're not doing your job. More importantly, I will put this on Grantham. (laughs)
3: <laughs> hold on, hold on,
1: hold on. We'll get into that. We, we'll, we'll get into that. But I know we're a little excited.
3: But you know what? It's time for our first break of the show. You are listening to the main event sports show. You have Hulk Hogan, slash, Macho Man, slash, Haven Harrison sitting next to me right now. Uh, but we'll be right back. You're listening to 104.7, the new home of the Tom Joyner Morning Show. We'll be back on 104.7. All right.
0: What kind of cake will they serve at your retirement party? Chocolate? Red velvet? Or how about something exotic, like a French petit gâteau? Well, go ahead and call the bakery, because whether you plan to retire in 15 years or 50, a State Farm agent can help you take charge of your retirement and help make it seem like, well, a piece of cake. To find a State Farm agent near you, call 1-800-STATE-FARM or visit statefarm.com. Neither State Farm nor its agents provide tax, legal, or investment advice. Consult your own advisor regarding your particular circumstances. For over 75 years, Geico's been about consistency, as in we've consistently helped people save money on their car insurance. And to prove it, we'll air one of our first radio commercials from over 75 years ago. At Geico, we're all about consistency, as in we consistently help people save money on their car insurance. To prove it, you can call Geico. Call us today, call us tomorrow. Call us 75 years from now. That was way more consistent than I expected. GEICO, saving people money for over 75 years.
2: 247 is WLU NFL. We are back with your number one sports show, main event. Your host, Haven Harrington, Rashawn Myers. And basically, dialoguing what took place over the last two uh, two weeks. Loss of uh, Louisville. But anyway, besides that, let's switch a little gears a little bit to uh, tennis, Serena Williams. What do you think about Serena Williams, uh, Rashawn?
3: Um, well, I think she lost. I think she was going for the calendar grand, st- grand slam and the uh, Italian Panetta. Uh, not only beat her, won the Grand Slam, won, won the U.S. Open and retired the day after she won the event. So that's a mic uh, drop. You know, Serena was upset and, and people were kind of killing Serena after she lost because she did not lose graciously. And, and I heard that uh, coming from a lot of people that they didn't like the fact that she didn't give the girl credit, that she wasn't a gracious loser and didn't say that while wow, I'm upset, I'm so sa- happy that this girl was able to do this. And my only thing to say to this was just the fact that if you think about it when you look back at the true greats when you look at michael jordan you look at tiger woods you look at kobe bryant you look at the people that were at the pinnacle of their sport even lebron james none of these people are good losers no, no. one of the things about, that that makes these guys great is that they always feel like they're the best player out there they feel they should never lose a game okay and i think that that what makes them great also makes them definitely not good people to talk to after they lose. And and, and I think that's the way I, I, I would look at that. I, I don't hold that against Serena the way some people have kind of vilified her after getting a little upset with the loss
1: the other day. Man, forget tennis. Back to football. But I mean you know but, but seriously though, about Serena Williams, let's be honest, she is the greatest tennis player probably of all time. Uh, uh she if she if she's probably not, of she's, all time. she's top probably of all top time. Top two or three. The greatest. Men and women Probably of all time. I, I don't know about Pete, Pete. Pete Sampras no.
3: was pretty yeah,
1: good. He's, yeah, but he doesn't have the titles, doesn't have the... Uh, I'll uh, say this. She's Pete 35 Sam? years old and still dominating. Yeah. Still dominating. I, 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 domin- I had to see the and, numbers, but and, she's, she's... And has she's, 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 she's dominated, good. like, all the female competition for decades. I'm going to tell you how good Serena Williams is.
4: When was the last time you guys talked about tennis on any segment during your show? Only when Serena's playing. Only when Serena's playing. Yeah. And... The last time I paid attention to a a non-main well, baseball is mainstream. But I remember when McGuire and Sosa oh, yeah. were going for that record and you know doing the juice up days. But I was tuning in to see if they had hit a home run that night. Oh yeah. And I was tuning in to see if Serena was winning that night. I like I like women's tennis. I don't really watch men's tennis. I can get into the women. No, see, here's the uh, thing, like
1: she. Viewer-wise, she outdraws the men, and she has outdrawn the men for like five or six years straight. We say Tiger Woods to golf. Like, people don't watch golf. People watch Tiger Woods playing golf. The women's final sold out before the men's final for the first
4: time in history this year because so many people had expected Serena mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. get there. I was wanting her to get the calendar grand slam, but she lost that match. But does that mean she's had a bad year? No, No. she's won three out of four majors. So if you win 75% of the majors, you've had a better than great year. You I'm talking about like, you know, she's done more than, at 35. At 35 years old. <laughs> I mean, Steffi which was is a, like Andy Steffi ancient. was in her 20s. Yeah. And I was watching tennis. You know, I'm just a huge sports fan. I was watching Martina Navratilova, Steffi Graff, oh, yeah. Gabriella Sabatini, Jennifer Capriottis, the all these people that came before
3: Serena. Oh, yeah. And
4: she's you know Beat she's right all. there with Chris Everett, Martina Navratilova, yeah. and Steffi Graff. I, not better.
3: I, I put the, I put her right there with their group. She, if she's not the greatest, she's right there.
1: I would agree. I, you know what? A lot of people don't get mad at Serena, but you know what? A lot of that to me, and I could be wrong, a lot of that is the double standard that's in tennis. It's the big double standards in tennis. Because there are people all the time talking about, well, Serena this, she's not that, night quaint. this. She looks a little manly. And, you know, when John Mackerel was throwing rackets and cursing out, did anybody really get upset? No. No, when you yeah, you had your, your bad boys of tennis, Andre Agassi before he went bald and had a long hair, and was doing his thing. People would get mad at him and say, "Well, you know," like no, it's just it's just Serena, and and to to an extent Venus, and I think a lot of it's because one they didn't grow up in the tennis system mm-hmm. because most of your tennis players around the world are are wealthy, yeah, they're already wealthy folks. Anybody happen to play tennis, they have all have the same personal. Tennis instructors who, gave this, who goes the same personal schools and tennis academies. They had their dad with a YouTube video and a book mm-hmm. from the hood and taught his girls how to play tennis, and he just dominated everybody. I think I think the tennis world is still kind of mad about that fact.
4: Why does he not come to the matches anymore? When was the last time they panned the camera to Mr. Williams, Richard Williams? They don't. Does he not? Show up at the Grand Slams or at the events anymore? I haven't seen
1: him in a long time. I mean, he does. He shows up some of them. But now it's that point that your kids are doing it big time. They got them to this level. I can kind of sit back, relax, and I can laugh at everybody else. <laughs> and that's sad because, you know, when they yeah. first got there, people didn't like them. You know, yeah. it was it's very racist. I'm going to be honest. So when they first they,
4: got on the scene, yeah, he it was said horrible. they were mean you know, to him. They're going to be the two best players in the
3: world. You know, he said that. And, and they were. And, and they you know, smashed the everybody. And Serena
1: is still just beating everybody to death. I agree. I agree. But like, as you said, back 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 to the what we're here for. This is this football, man. You're trying to change it. Trying to change it, man. You, you know, can't. You know, I mean, we, look, to we can't talk way. anything. So the NFL is in full swing. Yeah. You know, you got uh, Mike Tomlin going ballistic. I'm just going ballistic at a press conference because once again, some shenanigans happens with the Patriots. No. That we got the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Oakland Raiders. We got the well, – I don't know what's going on Washington. You guys, your team is just – Dumpster fire. It's all in flux. You got Dumpster people – Dumpster fire. I mean, it's just crazy. My <laughs> Cowboys are, should be pretty good, but I, we'll oh see. Oh, gosh. Here we
4: go with the Cowgirls. You know,
1: we'll see what, what happens. <laughs> you know, you got the Eagles. You have uh, at 730, you have your – you have your Kentucky Wildcats taking on South Carolina. South Carolina. And can they get their first road win, like, Ooh. 20 games? I just like the first, if they if they can beat South Carolina on the road, and South Carolina looked horrible
4: last Ooh. week. If Kentucky beats South Carolina, the head ball coach is going to be on the hot seat.
1: He should, they looked horrible last week. I mean, they beat a bad North Carolina team. It was like – Watching like who wants to lose this game? Kentucky
3: has lost twenty-two straight road road
1: games games in SEC. In SEC,
3: that's not good. That's just unacceptable. Twenty-two straight. So you know, to me, South Carolina should have won the game last year. In Commonwealth, if if the old ball coach just runs the ball in the fourth quarter, they do win the game. He did everything he could to put Kentucky in a position to win. I don't see that happening again, or at least I would hope not, especially with, with it being on the road. But this team um, looks so bad. They coach looks
1: so bad. Coach Stoops has got to do something.
3: I mean, and Kentucky looked good when they almost lost Louisiana uh, Lafayette. At least it was up 33-10
1: at one point. This against
3: is, Louisiana Lafayette. But not, some not, not, against not a the BCS. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. hey, hey, don't
1: laugh. I think the Raging Cajuns would beat the snot. Uh, North Carolina, because North Carolina looked that bad. I mean, North Carolina looked like they looked really bad. I mean, I don't, I don't think I understand how bad their this quarterback team was. did. He no, that team looked bad. They couldn't block. They couldn't run. Yeah, I mean,
3: North, North Carolina They couldn't
1: do anything. They were just like they were horrible. Marquise Williams kept throwing the
4: ball to them. He looked bad as good. Western as
1: Kentucky Johnson will
4: blow out
3: North Carolina. But I think you what, fellas, ice. other than other than Ohio State. Most of the teams that I've seen this year to start have looked sloppy. Have big deficiencies. Uh, very, very, Huge. very sloppy across college football. And that's why, like I said, I, I don't. Get, Alabama didn't look too bad. I, Alabama looked pretty good. Alabama I, I looked, didn't, they didn't I, I, look Alabama bad. Alabama looked pretty good. Florida State looked good the first week. And then this week, they come out against South Florida and lay the egg for. No. Um, uh, Ghostin. Was
1: horrible.
3: Everett uh, Ghostin.
1: Oh, oh, my. He was horrible. He's Michael Jekyll,
3: Mr. High. Dalvin
1: Cook. He had 266 yards yeah. rushing. Yeah. Big time. He, and he's, he's not a big guy. Yeah, I mean, well,
3: I, I, but I, I think truthfully, when you think about the fact that Jameis Winston is now in the NFL, you look at the fact that Marcus Mariota is now in the NFL. I think we're seeing kind of a, a changing of the guard, and a lot of the guys that were these, the you know, the stalwarts and the kind of the heads of, of college football are kind of changing. Other than Ohio State, where you still have Ezekiel Elliott, you still have J.T. Berry, you still have um, Miller, uh, uh, Miller, and all those guys. What about Sammy? Cordell Jones? Yeah, as well as Cardell Jones, he won the title. I mean, you have all these players back from these, you know, from Ohio State especially, and I think that's one reason why they look so good. So I think the teams that we look at it now, including Louisville, I think while they look – definitely less than what they should be in terms of talent, in terms of execution. I think by midseason we may be talking about a whole completely new group of teams besides your Ohio State and Alabama. We know Ohio State's going to be there. We know Alabama's going to be there. Saban, uh, you know, is going to have his guys ready to play. Um, You know, so I, I think that it's a wait and see. Louisville still has an opportunity to win the ACC. And I know that sounds ridiculous to say seeing them lose to Auburn, seeing them lose to Houston. This Louisville team can still win the ACC. They haven't lost a conference game yet. To me, truthfully, it comes down
1: to this Thursday night. You know, I mean, th- big, this you, game is huge. You know what Louisville's biggest problem is? Mm-hmm. And this is what probably football, even more so than basketball or any other sport, your team has to have an identity. Yeah. Louisville does not have an identity both on offense. Or on defense, they don't have any type of identity. They don't – they're not they are not nasty on defense. They don't have – they're not nasty on offense. They don't know what they want to do on offense. And it's obvious they don't know what they want to do on offense. You know no, why? No matter, no matter who's quarterback, they don't know what they want to do on offense. They think they may want to run the ball, but their offensive line can't create any type but of space it, between is, the isn't tackles. Isn't
3: that because you have so many young players?
1: But then they have four quarterbacks who
4: combined have – You know, they don't have a whole season full of starts combined for the four quarterbacks. Then when you look at the decision that Coach Petrino made last week, I feel like he went with Lamar Jackson because he was like, you know, this is my guy. The other three guys aren't necessarily his guys. He went with Lamar Jackson because that's his guy. You have to give. The man, a little bit of time. I think last week, because Lamar Jackson played so well, I think we were prisoners of the moment and we were like, oh, we were looking forward a little bit too much. Not even thinking that this week was only going to be his second start and his first start at home. So the people that, you know, he's listened to radio shows and he's getting interviewed for the first time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when he goes out at 18 years old, he has to be like, ah, I'm the man. And he went out today. with that look like I'm the man and I can still do no, these no. uh, plays that I did at Boynton
1: in Florida. And he, and I want to counter that with this. It's not Boynton Beach. I'm going I'm to counter that with this. And this is what I mean by they don't have an identity of what they want to do. Now, it's obvious that Bobby wants a mobile quarterback because that's the only thing that he's recruited so far. Lamar Jackson, Tyler Oden, Juwan Pass, all the same mode of quarterbacks. But when he was here before, he had your prototypical pocket passers. Except for us to fall on the floors. But the rest of them, Brom and Hunter Cantwell, were your typical pocket statues in, in the, the passers. They're trying to, Bobby's trying to retool his offense for this new mobile quarterback type of thing he's trying to do. And it's not working. It's just not working. Offense has evolved. And if you look throughout college
4: football, um, a lot of teams are going to the spreads. However, there are only two spread teams that have won the national championship in the last few years. It, that's even if you count Urban Meyer's Florida teams as a spread team. There were spreads. Traditional, Traditional offenses win national championships. Spread offenses put up a lot of points. Traditional offenses win national championships. And that's what you have to do if you want to win a national championship. Alabama, Auburn, uh, Florida State, uh, you know, they have – predominantly run offensive teams and that's why they win national championships and they also have a pretty good defense to back them up.
2: We're going basketball. We're going Rick Pitino. We're going to talk about, about anyway, that. We're not talking
1: about basketball. At all. We're going to talk about Rick Pitino. <laughs> talk about basketball, man. we will take a quick commercial break and when we come back, we're going to talk about your Kentucky Wildcats, South Carolina. We're going to talk about Temple beating the star out of Penn State last week, which was a very big game and much, much more. We come back on your Main Event Sports Show on Football Saturday. <laughs>
2: Come on, Rick Pitino.
0: Right now, Pete is in his zone. Pitch perfect, sitting in heavy traffic, hitting notes only meant for kings of rock. Because Pete went to AutoZone, where they checked a faulty engine light that kept interrupting his performance. Now Pete's headlining every morning commute and nailing those sweat-dripping solos. Yeah. Oh, he sees you watching, and he doesn't care. That's Pete's Zone. From free checkups to loan tool, let AutoZone help find yours. Get in the
1: zone. AutoZone.
0: With a Sam's Club membership, you get incredible savings every time you shop. Visit your local Sam's Club and get ready for hot new savings for the fall pick up some delicious, antibiotic-free, boneless, skinless chicken breasts for just $3.99 a pound. Or pick up this weekend's Meal at a steal with a 14-count of craft beer brats with Yangling lager or Boulevard wheat flavors for just $14.98. Join and save. Sam's Club. Life is better in the club. See Club for details.
2: with your number one sports show, 104.7, home of the Tom Joyner Morning Show. Your hosts, Haven Harrington and Rashawn Myers, live here in the studio. You can join us at WLOUonline.com, iHeartRTune, or you can call 776-1350. You can join your number one sports show. And you know what?
3: Make sure everybody goes out there. If you haven't gotten a chance to do it yet, go to the Google Play Store, go to the App Store on the iPhone, search keyword Main Event Sports, download the app, uh everything that you want to know about what's going on with the main event sports show. We had the great time out at saints where we did the U of L pep rally, um, all the podcasts of these shows, great photo galleries with everything that Louisville's doing, uh, everything that the main event sports show doing. We go out of town, do these fights, MMA, everything that you want to know about the main event sports show is right there on the app. We have a great blog. My man, Mark Bacon is doing work up in Washington, DC. Uh, the hardest working man on the blogs. He's always writing you know, Georgetown, athletics the olympics everything he's got everything covered so just everybody make sure you go out there and continue to support with everything that main event sports is doing but i believe we have a caller online one so let's go ahead and get him in caller what's your name what's your comment
2: my name is uh chris forehand i'm just checking you guys out uh hey, one chris. point i want to make on the louisville game what's going
1: on man i'm doing good how about yourself i'm doing fine the legendary chris the Forehand. i agree with y'all i Earlier, I think the difference this year, we don't have a playmaker. What I mean by a playmaker, Devontae Parker, you playmakers make things happen in short passes. They'll take a five- or ten-yard pass and take it to the house. I think we're depending too much on Jackson's legs, and we need playmakers. It's one thing making a catch, but you got to have playmakers, and I think the difference in the game today was Houston had a playmaker that was the quarterback. He was making things happen when nothing else couldn't happen. So, I want some feedback back on that. I think we uh, need an offensive line, but we need that wide receiver to step up that can make the plays. But in order to get the ball to wide receiver, you got to have good blockers.
3: Hey, Chris, you know what? And I I appreciate that sentiment, and I totally agree with you. I think because of the youth of the offense, um, you have so many new guys. You have the freshman in Lamar Jackson. You have a freshman in Jalen Smith that I absolutely love. The young man has got size. He's Mm -hmm. got height. Um, He's very good catching the ball. I think he has great potential. But because of the youth, I think that they're still developing that. I love what I'm seeing in Travion Samuel. um, As a slot guy, he seemed to make some plays. And then I also – absolutely loved what Mickey Crum did at the tight end. That 29-yard touchdown catch that put Louisville up 31-27. To me, that should have been the end of the game. Louisville's defense should have been able to come in, shut Houston down, uh, and get the game over and done with. They weren't, uh, unfortunately, able to get that done, I think, for Mickey Crum himself. I think that did him a great injustice uh, for the game. Uh, Mickey Crum actually ended up with six catches, 103 yards, and a touchdown. An amazing First freshman to have 170 yards since mario did his freshman year mario Yerudia, of course uh, main event mojo big shout out but yeah i, I agree with you i think mickey crumb is a young man that can become that but I, I totally agree with you that this team needs an identity like haven said and i think we'll see that develop it's just it's very difficult you have a new offensive line and basically all your playmakers are freshmen so it just it's very frustrating but at the same time
1: you see the talents there i just think it's going to take a little time yeah. Yeah, like You can see where Louisville wants to go and where they're trying to go, but you can also see what Houston did. Houston, like you said, stacked the box. Yep. and They, was gonna make they were going to make Lamar throw over the top. Throw over the top, and he, he did that a couple of times where he's inconsistent. Yep. That's what guys do when they start their second game. Hence, when Bowling came in there, he was able to dissect them because he is a pocket passer. That's what he does he read defenses. He gets to second, third progressions. And throw guys open. And let me tell you something. I have to give a
3: shout-out to the offensive line because while they still had some issues, there were some false starts. Uh, Tobiah Hugley got called for a holding, uh, and they had, some, they had a very tough holding call in that very last drive that severely hampered Louisville's ability to get that field goal to tie the game. Other than that, they are getting better. They did a very good job blocking for Kyle Bowlen uh when they you know when he had the the three drives where they ended up scoring touchdowns. They did an excellent job. So they're getting better as well. So I think it's just going to take some time. For well, them. they're
1: getting better at pass blocking. They still can't run block. Yeah, the run blocking's been pretty bad. This,
4: this is horrible. the type of game that we won't lose 2 years from now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but when you, when you up, think see, about – This is the type of game you shouldn't have lost this
4: year. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But when you look at our roster as a whole and when you look at there were plays today when we had five, six, or even seven true freshmen on the field at the same time, you have to – you're going to take your, your lumps. You're going to get lumped over the head and you're going to get some knots on your head. But when it the, the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. when you look at the bigger picture in a couple of years from now – yeah, we're going to be okay. But we just were prisoners of the moment last week because we looked really good against what we thought was a quality well, SEC now, opponent. The flip and side Lamar that- Jackson played out of his mind. But that was his first time ever playing. And you have to think he's going to take some lumps. But with him being pulled,
1: what is his psyche like Well But, but here's now? the thing that the flip side of the argument is going to be this. This year, the freshmen are on the offensive side. The next two years, the freshmen are going to be on the defensive side of the ball. So then what do you do? That's when
4: Petrino, that's when his expertise comes in. He's an offensive genius. So right now he doesn't have the guys. He has a lot of Charlie Strong's guys. And Charlie Strong didn't play the same kind. You know, Charlie Strong and Sean Watson, they didn't have the same kind of offense that Bobby Petrino likes to run. So when he gets his horses in the race, it's going to be a totally different story. Travion well, Samuel, it's, yeah, like I said, is a small guy. He's to, about 5'9", 5'10". He is came in. He's playing a lot of snaps on as, the as a freshmen.
1: Freshmen. See, Like We all know what Bobby can do on offense once he gets a, a trigger man. Right now, Bobby doesn't have the trigger man. That's a problem. He doesn't have a trigger man. I thought the beginning of the season, and Rashawn knows this as well, I thought Cal Bowling should have been a starter because I thought Cal gave you the best chance to win because, to me, Cal is the best pure passer of the group. He's more mobile than Gardner. He's not as mobile as Reggie, or nowhere near as mobile as Lamar, but as a pure passer, as a guy who's going to read, you give it a, the guy's going to give that third down, that third progression, and get and get the pressures quickly. Like Bonifant has done a uh, done, a, he's done a much much better job this year for that, that first half of Auburn of going through his progression. He's just slow doing it. He's he's not the fast at, at one two three getting getting the ball out. That's, Cal that's, ball does was really
4: really good. I but got a question what for does. you guys. Mm-hmm. Do, do we have another quarterback controversy now? Are, are we sure who our starting quarterback is? Absolutely not. I, have I, no clue. I, 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 I absolutely not. We don't have a uh, no. we don't have a controversy no. or no. we don't Oh
1: no, we don't know we don't who know who the quarterback like is. Bobby wants to go with a quote unquote dual threat quarterback. The problem is the dual threat quarterbacks we have right now aren't accomplished of passers to handle Bobby's passing offense, and that's the problem. Well, the way I look at it is like
3: this, is that you have four quarterbacks that all can play. Okay, this isn't a situation where you have four terrible quarterbacks. I think you have um, four quarterbacks that all have different strengths, and I think that on a game-by-game basis or, you know, even within the game, half-by-half basis, just depending upon who's playing well, I mean, you may have a situation where the game plan that starts out doesn't work. That's what we saw against Houston is Houston basically decided we're not going to to allow Louisville to do the read option. We're going to put 10 in the box. We're going to put nine in the box and make Lamar throw the ball. So then you go to Kyle Boland, who's the better passer, and you try to take advantage by throwing over the top. So say if Clemson comes in with a
4: defensive scheme where they take away what Kyle Boland's strengths are, And the offense doesn't – we sputter. So then do you put Gardner in the game? Yeah. So so is is it it a continuous revolving door of who's playing well right now? I think it may be
3: be whoever's the best during the week. We're going to have a long season then.
1: It may be that. Or maybe you you have to call the plays for your quarterback. And one thing that Cal can do that the other quarterbacks can't do is he can read the defenses. He can get you into – your plays better. He can audible better and faster than all the other quarterbacks there, and he can throw guys open. He can throw in smaller, and tighter windows.
3: Well, and I think the biggest issue with doing the with the fast pass. The, the issue with doing that in the first game was the fact that you had a brand new offensive line, so your blocking is not going to be nearly as good, especially when you're playing against SEC speed, SEC size, and strength. You didn't want to put. Kyle Bolin, who's had injury issues in the past, or Will Gardner, same thing with the injury issues. You don't want to put them into that situation, but what you'll see is as the season goes along and the offensive line blocking gets better, then you're more comfortable playing those guys. As I said, I think that the line did a very, very good job protecting Kyle in the fourth quarter, you know, much better than even last week. So um, I think... As you move along, because these guys can play, because they can make plays, you can really have that freedom to make a change. I know everybody likes to be married to this one fact that you have to have one quarterback, you have to have one guy. But you know what? Florida won a title playing with both Tim Tebow and Chris Leak. Chris Leak, the traditional pocket passer, and Tim Tebow, the read option guy. That's two quarterbacks for Sean. We, we're looking at we're on our third quarterback in two games.
4: How mm-hmm. many other? power five conference teams are on their third quarterback in two games
3: when it wasn't like a blowout situation that's that's an excellent point but i think because each guy's strength is is so different i think that's what necessitates that i think that both bowlin and will gardner pretty much essentially have the same skill set for the most part, so I don't think there's any much difference. If Kyle is playing in front of Will Gardner now, I don't anticipate Gardner getting in unless it's a situation where Bowling can't go. Reportedly, so it, he's still hurt. Reportedly, he, yeah, he's, he's got, got ribs, that rib, He's got a rib issue going on, but I do think that Kyle Bowling would be the guy if you want more of a pocket-passing pocket, pa- pocket passing presence. What you see is, you have Kyle Bowling, who's the pocket-passer. You have uh, Lamar Jackson, who's the runner, and then you have Reggie Bonifant, who's uh, considered to be the best of both worlds, where he can pass from from the pocket as well as get out and do things with his legs. So ultimately you would like to think that Reggie Bonifant is the best option, but will he, you know, will he be that guy? Will he get the reps in practice to necessitate a change? So it's it's really a, to, to answer your question, it's up in the air. I think that it really depends on what happens in practice. I think these guys are going to continue to get reps, and it's a wait and see. Uh-huh. I mean, Coach Petrino said it. He asked, "Well, is Kyle Bolin the guy?" He said, "That's a good question." He said, "Is Lamar Jackson going to get ready for next week?" He said, "That's a good question." I don't think the coach knows, and that makes me really,
4: really <laughs> nervous going into week three with our first conference game. That our coach is unsure. Versus, of who the our guy is. The com-
1: versus the best team in the conference. Versus the best team in the conference. Makes me nervous. That, here's the thing. That, that, here's the problem you have. Here's the problem I've going forward. Bobby wants to have a dual threat quarterback. That's what he wants because that's what that's what he recruited. Like I said before. Right. The problem is Bobby's offense runs a little bit better with Cal Bowlin as a trigger man and you know Reggie is a great guy Reggie he, he he can he can drop back he can pass he can he can run he, you know he, Reggie has like all the tools to be good Reggie hasn't put it together yet Reggie also
4: hasn't played quarterback as much as those other two guys. You well, have to remember you know, he didn't start playing quarterback you know until what? his senior
1: year well, but, at Trinity. But, but that's true. But he, he was started, on the side. Uh, but side but of quit started, his first few years. But he started three years of varsity before them. Before he got that one chance to play his senior year. So he has played quarterback before. Junior, okay. Played. First
3: of all, that was junior varsity. But i, know, I digress. Let's
1: take a quick commercial break. We're we, we can argue these final points. I, I love it. This has been an excellent.
3: This is pretty good. This is pretty good. But you are listening to the main event sports show, Rashawn Haven. Cast of thousands. Jay has taken care of us behind the booth. With um, the smooth Paisley shirt, by the way. With, that's what yeah, the, he's that's looking very nice. You know what I'm saying? Got the little Dre Beats headphones on. He's doing it back there. The unknown uh, voice is Ray Von, by the way. I'm
4: sorry. I just had to introduce myself. And, Ray Von Churchill, and, ladies and, and gentlemen.
3: And Ray in, in the studio. And you may hear my man Chris in the background as well. But you are listening to Main Event Sports Show 104.7, new home of the Tom Jordan Money Show. And we'll be back on the Main Event Sports Show.
0: For over 75 years, GEICO's been about consistency, as in we've consistently helped people save money on their car insurance. And to prove it, we'll air one of our first radio commercials from over 75 years ago. At GEICO, we're all about consistency, as in we consistently help people save money on their car insurance. To prove it, you can call GEICO. Call us today, call us tomorrow, call us 75 years from now. That was way more consistent than I expected. GEICO, saving people money for over 75 years. Wendy's presents Fred in Looking Up. Oh, boy. Great. The elevator's stuck.
2: I love when the elevator's stuck.
0: What's gotten into you? Oh, just this Honest Tropical Green Tea from Wendy's. Mm. Changes your whole perspective. Okay, you do know we're trapped, though, right? On a tropical island. With no lights. On a starry night. Need a sit-me-up? Only Wendy's has new Honest Tropical Green Tea. Organic, lightly sweetened, and hints of mango and pineapple flavors. Now that's better. Participating Wendy's. Let me tell you about Darrow, Tire Service, and
2: Auto Repair. They fixed my air condition. They fixed my front end axle. They gave me a set of tires at a reasonable price. Daryl Tire Service. I went in. They assessed my car, looked at my car, whatever they do. Daryl Tire Service. You know, I'm from Alaska. And I'm new to the area, and I was looking for a great, good mechanic. Kevin, he's there at Daryl's Tire Service and Auto Repair. 1534 West Broadway. Give them a call. That's Daryl Tire Service and Auto Repair. That number is 568 That's 568-2440. That's Daryl Tire Service and Auto Repair. You can't beat them. Be blessed. We're back with your number one sports show, your host, Haven Harrington and Rashawn Myers. You can join us if you internet savvy to uh, WLOUonline.com and click on live stream or iHeart, iTunes or main event app as well, too. All right. And Stitcher.com, I'll bring you the host,
3: Haven Harrington. And I know Jay has his fashion savvy with that uh, shirt on. I'm there. telling you, doing it. Sharp, Let me as a, tell you sharp as attack. Bruz is doing it tonight. You know what I'm saying? He's like, you getting ready for a photo get, shoot or something. I, like get get with, with <laughs> well, I get it from Bill.
4: Personal image, damn it. Well, I get Well, you know, something.
3: I get my
2: image from uh, Bill Price, the GM. See, that's, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah he looks sharp, you know,
1: man. Now, I, I know we talk about quite a bit, but we have to talk about this game with one. I saw someone talk about Penn State beating. When I say beating up, I mean Temple beating up Penn State. I mean Temple. Do people really care about Penn State anymore? I mean, uh, other than the, uh, other than
3: the whole scandal, to. do they really care? I mean, when's the last time Penn State's been any good? But still, though, that,
4: that is, that's a huge upset. Like, that's like, the first time. That's, like, as as, that's as big of an upset as they hadn't beat them since 1941. Yes. yes. Wow. Temple hadn't beaten Penn State since 1941. That's equivalent to Murray or Moorhead beating U.K. Or U.K. beating or Florida. That's, 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 that's the equivalent to that. That is a huge— Huge upset in yeah. the state of Pennsylvania. But, but time out. Where time out. when you have like other than you have the big three California, Texas, Florida. But then when you have Pennsylvania and Ohio, as yeah. far as high school football, that's true. It's huge in those in those two states. And for that flagship program to be struggling the way they are, oh, it's not but, good. And, Haken, and Hackenberg is is hacking it up. But,
3: uh, they're they're
1: but, still trying to recover from the Sandusky situation. But it's like I mean, not really. only did Temple beat Penn State. Temple beat blew Penn out Penn State. I mean, yeah. it was it wasn't a close game. Yeah, it wasn't a close game. But that that I mean that right there kind of redid the whole Big Ten conference.
4: Okay, look, if you're a Louisville fan, I'm gonna take you back like two years ago. Temple was playing UCF. Mm-hmm. Temple needed to beat UCF for us to go to the Orange Bowl. Temple was up against UCF in the fourth quarter, and Blake Bortles comes down. Take someone the to drive. They win. We had it, and Temple blew it, and we didn't go to the Orange Bowl. That's my thing
1: on Temple football. There it is. There it is. We, I remember up- that catch away. by the tight end. Uh, that was Ch- an amazing no. catch. Oh, God. Jacksonville State today yes. should have beaten Auburn, and that would have been something that would have completely wrecked. Almost
3: only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. That's what somebody yes.
1: told me a long time ago. But but still, I mean, but that still have a lot of consequence repercussions. Yeah. And that was an FCS team. That was yeah. a Division two team, one yeah. AA team. Excuse I mean, Gus Malzahn is gonna feel the heat. I mean, he he kind of felt the heat for the Louisville game, even though they kind of led and dominated most of the game. We kind of came back at the end, but this they were almost down like most of the game. You know what? The I Jackson don't know if State. it's
4: I don't know if it's Gus Malzahn or if Must Champ. If Champ this has a black cloud over him right now. You know that he was supposed to have been. He was a coach in waiting in Texas yes. when he was their defensive coordinator. Under he was Mac supposed to was a coach in waiting, but he jumped ship and went to Florida because he said, I want that opportunity, which you can't really blame him. But ever since he's left Texas, the gold is gone from Muschamp. So is now, it Muschamp?
1: Now talk about Texas. Ooh. That brother, Charlie Strong. Chuck Strong is in trouble. He's, I mean, they they're trying to get rid of him like now. I mean, they pretty much... Have, I'm pretty sure they told him that Sean Watson has to go. That he has to go. I mean, and Charlie came out of the press conference saying, you know, we kind of evaluate our offense according a week by week basis, pretty much throwing Sean Watson into a proverbial bus. But three points against a. I mean, Notre Dame is good, but. The guy that they promoted,
4: Norville, he was Oklahoma's wide receivers coach last year, and Stoops fired him. So. Uh, you, yeah. you, you you get the wide receivers coach from your arch rival and you promote him to your offensive coordinator, and he was the wide receivers coach at your arch rival last year. It's like us getting the wide receivers coach from Kentucky bringing him here and then promoting him after one game to offensive coordinator after Stoops
3: fired him from Kentucky. It, it just doesn't I, make sense. I, I think sense. there's something about these Blue Blood programs, whether it be Miami, whether it be Texas, whether it be Alabama before they got Saban and what they've been able to do. It seems like they struggle with the hiring of the proper coaches because it seems like they almost handcuff themselves by having to have a, a list of musts like Michigan's need to have to have a Michigan man as the coach. I think that they end up putting a lot, but and with Texas, to me, a lot of their issues come with the fact that their read their board of regents, their boosters, the alumni have so much you know they have so much uh hands on with the team and impact and influence that I think it really hurts them from making quality decisions. I mean, just the fact that when they brought Sean Watts in, they were basically, like, no, Sean Watts is not going to be the offensive coordinator. He's going to be the co-offensive coordinator, and we're going to have this other guy doing it because that's what the Board of Regents wants or whatever. I mean, Texas is one of those teams, a lot like we've seen with the Indiana Hoosiers in basketball, what we've seen with Tennessee in football when they go through their hiring practices is that nobody really wants to take on these situations where you have these big schools that have this undue influence from boosters because it's causing – it's a new world in college football, and you can win a lot more places than you used to be able to. So I think it's more important that you hire the –
1: that did have any type of former relationships with Charlie Strong that ended up on that stage. Now, the one person did make him like – with Sean Watts. Offensive court, was one thing they said he had to do because they wanted a a up-tempo offense – for the Big Twelve, which for being a, if I was a, if I was a Texas AD, but I that can understand up, that, that.
3: up tempo deal with Charlie Strong's style of football. That's first of all, that's doomed to fail. Charlie Strong is a guy where you need to have
1: a run based. Well, Charlie Strong's a bad
3: fit he,
1: he was a bad fit for Texas anyway.
3: It was a horrible fit. It was a horrible decision all the way around.
1: Uh, so now nah, hold
3: on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on,
4: hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't just say because he's struggling it was a bad fit. We're saying, oh no, it, I said it was a bad especially fit. Especially earlier bad. in this show we were talking about, we have to give. Coach Petrino, mm-hmm. a little bit of time. I mean, this, this Mac Brown left the cupboard pretty bare. It's
1: uh, it, uh, is, 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 is not what he was what we thought it was going to be. They
0: uh, that's not see, they, but his it's thing: not very They good. fired
1: Mac Brown after nine and three season. Mac Brown was still winning. He wasn't losing by no – he wasn't winning to Texas standards, but he was still winning. He still was nine and three. Everybody loved him. All the high school football coaches. I'm gonna loved tell you him.
4: another thing to do, Mike uh, Mac Brown. When Robert Griffin, Manziel, and Andrew Luck all shot to superstardom, they're from the state of Texas. And they didn't sign with the University of Texas.
3: Uh, that's not good. I mean, it, it was a very difficult situation because Texas A&M is winning a lot right now. So it seems like most of the top recruits are going to Texas A&M well, Baylor. first. Baylor also TCU. is winning a lot, is getting a lot of those guys. TCU as well. And then you have, you know, the Texas Techs that get their guys. Oklahoma pulls a lot of Texas kids. So you have a lot. LSU pulls a lot of Texas kids as well. So you have a lot of these major programs. And Texas is
1: now in the pecking order, maybe three or four. Texas uh, the four fourth best they're probably right now the fourth best team in the state of texas in the last you know five that years they, they can't handle that in the last five
4: years they have the fifth look when you talk about texas AM, baylor tcu and
3: i a- am gonna be crying in their big blue kool-aid
1: South Carolina, kentucky has a better quarterback they have better receivers better running backs ah boom williams 130 yards I'm not a big Kentucky wow.
4: fan. I've watched him a little bit. I think Patrick Toes steps up tonight. though. I think Patrick Toes has a big game. And I'm going to go out on the limb. And I'm going to say that uh, Big Blue Nation
1: pulls out the upset. South Carolina 31-20 to 35-21. They never scored that many points. Hey, thanks for listening to the Man of Sports Show. Tune in next week. Don't forget to download the app. And like I liked in every show, without any struggle, there is no progress. Peace. Have a great night.